This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We are halfway through our second show of the week. Follows the end of week six and Monday Night Football in Los Angeles where it felt like they were in Dallas at AT&T Stadium. I had to remind myself they were, in fact, at SoFi Stadium, Chargers and Cowboys. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We'll get back to baseball and a lot of you sending tweets and, and your Facebook messages about me working from the super secret home base. We've also got our poll up now for the TD of the week. So check it out again on Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on our Facebook page. But our guest, Fernando Ramirez, who covers the Chargers for the Sporting Tribune, is now with us. He's got his own story to tell. Fernando, thanks so much for joining us. What happened? Oh, hi, Amy. Uh, uh, Super secret home base. I'm like, maybe I shouldn't disclose where I'm at, but no, I'm just (laughs) kidding with you. That's uh, that's uh, that's pretty funny. Super secret home base. I, that's not, I'm gonna start using that line now. I hope you're okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. That's fine. But you're uh, not no, home, no, no. so where are you? I'm on my way. Down. I still live in San Diego, so I'm on my way driving from LA to San Diego. I left the stadium at about probably closer to almost eleven o'clock, and uh, my taillight was out, and, and I got pulled over, and the cops oh. like, hey. There's fog. Uh, I know. Uh, where are you driving from? I'm like, oh, I was covering the Charger game. And then he goes, ooh. And I said, yeah. And then he's like, well, drive home safe. Just your taillights out. Make sure you're aware of it. There, it's kind of foggy out here. I'm like, I was like, all right. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye bye. So that was my little, uh, my little, my little mishap. But everything's good to go. And and uh, so yeah, I'm on the road driving back down to uh, to San Diego. <laughs> did that happen at the exact time that you were supposed to join us on the show? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, what are the odds of that, right? And and I'm and my eye watch is ringing, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, I'm missing this, and but I wasn't gonna tell him. Hey, officer, can you give me five minutes? I got to hey, hey, who knows? Maybe he's a fan of yours, and he would be like, for Amy, yeah, sure, go ahead. So maybe I should have plugged. Maybe I should have plugged you. I should have plugged you and been like, hey. 
it's Amy's show. Like, you got to let me jump on there. So maybe next time I'll use that. <laughs> you can name drop next time. Sounds good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He might know who you are. Nobody knows who I am, but he'll know who you are. <laughs> I appreciate that. So, Fernando, let's talk about the atmosphere at SoFi. I mean, there were times where it seemed like it was AT&T Stadium. How loud was it for the Cowboys fans? Uh, It was pretty loud. I mean, at times when it was especially third uh, third and long, uh, you could hear D fans, D fans. It got loud uh, for the Cowboys. You know why it felt like we were at AT AT&T Stadium? Because... Anytime you would look up at the at the uh, at the monitors, like before the game, Jerry Jones on set with ESPN, Jimmy Johnson and uh, and Jerry Jones embrace at the fifty yard line, like it just that just made it feel even more like it was uh, it was a Cowboys home game. But uh, but I mean, it did get loud for the Chargers at times, and and Charger fans were loud. But I mean, it's California. Who doesn't want to come out here? Who doesn't want to? I mean, if you're – especially with some of the opponents that they have coming out, Detroit, uh, they have the Bills coming out right before Christmas. I mean, you're in the snowy weather. You're going to want to get out of there and, and come out to sunny sunny California. So, And we have the great, the best Mexican food in the whole country. So I wouldn't blame them for wanting to come out here. How frustrating is that, though, for the Chargers players and coaches to not feel like they have a home field advantage? Well, I mean, they, they've been they've been doing better, and I mean, I guess having Justin Herbert helps. Having Justin Herbert has gained them more and more fans that are up here, or have they, they've gotten up in LA. I still know that a lot of fans drive from San Diego, from Tijuana, up to the to the games as well. They've established a fan base. Just that it's like last week for the or two weeks ago for the Raiders game, there was uh, it was probably. 55, 45, 50, 50, right around there. Like, it wasn't a, a sea of, uh, of black uh, and silver like it was a couple of years ago. They have gotten better when it comes to this. But, uh, but I know former players voice their frustration a little bit more, like Melvin Gordon, uh, guys like that. Some, the guys right now on the team, they really don't, they don't really see it like that. Uh, I think they're more quiet about it because, like I said, I think they have built a, a, a a fan base here they've connected with the community they've done more stuff and again having a guy like justin herbert uh really helps it so i think they've they've helped grow that but obviously when it comes to the cowboys it's gonna they're gonna overrun whatever stadium they go to just because their fan base i mean honestly people want to say oh is this a rams town or is it a chargers town no this is a raiders and cowboys town like the cowboys have training camp out here and the raiders are obviously going to be loved because ice cube uh easy e all these guys were raider guys and they love the raiders and the raiders were in la so i think it's more of a raiders and cowboys town but uh i think the Chargers are slowly but surely building uh, a fan base out here fernando ramirez is joining us now thankfully did not get a ticket and is working his way home through the fog he's a chargers reporter for the sporting tribune with us here after hours on cbs sports radio and we appreciate uh, him doing a bit of a pivot and making sure he can still hop on the show Um, i know that for the chargers a long time the reputation has been you don't want to have faith in them because they're going to let you down they find unique and creative ways to lose and Yes, with Justin Herbert and some of the other um, 
in incredible weapons that they have on both sides of the ball. They've had some impressive wins. They tend to get in these games that are separated by one or two scores tops, but a lot of times it's single digits. What is it that's missing for them, Fernando? Why can't they quite get over the hump and join the elite in the NFL? Uh, I, I mean, to be completely honest, I just think it, it, it start, it's, it's everything. It's not just the players. It's every, it starts up top, trickles down to the bottom. I, I just think it, it's everything, and, and uh, I think it starts at the top and comes down general manager, head coach, and everything. And, and honestly, like, they ha- like you said, they have good players, but uh, it just uh, it just hasn't materialized. I mean, last year they go in with some momentum going into the last game of the season, and then boom, Mike Williams drops in the second quarter, and uh, you go into the playoffs. They have that game against the Jaguars, and then they come out this season. They start zero and two. Even their wins against Minnesota and the and the Raiders aren't convincing at all. Um, and then they lose this one to the Cowboys. Amy, they've only they their three losses. If you combined it, two points against the uh, Dolphins. Uh, what was it? Two points against the Dolphins, three points against uh, the Titans, and then three points right. today. So that's eight points. They've lost three three games with eight points. So it's just uh, it, 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 you you would hope that they could finally get over the hump. And and Justin Herbert is seen as that white knight that potentially could get this fan base, or not this fan base, this uh, team over the hump. But, I mean, they're going to have to get better playmakers tonight. No Mike Williams really is hurting them. I mean, Quinn Johnson just hasn't been integrated into this team. Um, Josh Palmer's done a serviceable job, but you're missing that Mike Williams element. You need other guys to step up like uh, Gerald Everett, Donald Parham, uh, Austin Eckler, the running backs as a whole. And just nobody else kind of goes at it. So it's like, okay, Herbert has to throw the ball 50 times. And, and that's, that worked against the Vikings, but it just didn't work tonight. So uh, it's just a little – It's a, a well, I shouldn't even say tonight. Last night because obviously <laughs> it's a new day. But, uh, but yeah, it's just – it's a continued run that even happened back in San Diego where they would – like I remember there, like people were getting mad at Mario Cristobal for the fumble the other day. I remember there was a game where Phillip Rivers was under center against the Chiefs. All they needed to do, Amy, was down the ball, take a knee, and then boom, it would be uh, um, the game would be over. It was on Halloween night. It hit Philip Rivers moves his hand before Nick Hardwood snaps it, hits his hand, fumble, Chiefs recover, they go down the field, kick a field goal, win the game, and uh, that's all she wrote. It just it, it just happens to these guys for some reason, and and it's really unexplainable. But if you had to put a, your finger on it, it just it's the team as a whole, in in a sense, all the way from management to to uh, the players. Except that leadership can change that, right? Uh, so as you point out, there's there's a lack of discipline at times. Um, it seems yep. as though they're they're not all pulling in the same direction. If it does start at the top, and and whether it's ownership, we know we're not not going to see a, a team sale or anything. But whether it's ownership, yeah, general manager, coaches, if it does start at the top, then does that mean the coaching staff is under fire, or the coaching staff is on a hot seat? I mean, it, it doesn't look good, especially. I mean, but the, there's positives and there's negatives to what Brandon Staley has done, like. The players are behind him. They still say they're behind him. If you ask the players, do you feel like he is the right coach? Yeah, I know. It's, it's on us. It's on us. It's on us. It's on us. 
And then, uh, and then you, you see the results and you're kind of like, well, like there's times like Brand, one of the things about Brandon Staley is his defense. His defense has not been able to stop guys. Like, yeah, they held the Cowboys tonight to 20 points. They stopped the run, but at the same time, they made that they what the what the 49ers did last week to Dak Prescott got unraveled tonight, and the Dak Prescott looked like he was making he was picking their defense apart. He uh, he was seven for seven when he targeted Ceedee Lamb, four for four with Brandon Cooks. When they needed a clutch moment from him, he got it, and he was able to drive the the team down. The Chargers couldn't make stops at certain points. And that falls on, on Brandon Staley because of his defense. I mean, this is your defense. You've had, now had three years with it. These are your guys. The only guys that you really inherited are Joey Bosa and Derwin James and Kenneth Murray. Everybody else is basically uh, – oh, and, and Michael Davis. But everybody else is basically a guy that you've, uh, that you've wanted, and it just hasn't worked. That scheme hasn't worked. Uh, for some reason, Amy, I don't know why, they just do not press – uh, receivers, that's very surprising, especially when Tyreek Hill did a number on you a couple of weeks ago. Justin yes. Jefferson did a number on you before he got hurt. And now CeeDee Lamb does a number on you, and it's like it's it just the same continuation of uh, of stuff happening where they're at third and 18, they get the first down. They're at third and eight, they get the first down. Like, they just can't come up with stops at clutch moments, and, and that kind of falls on them. So, yeah, I think in a sense... There, uh, he 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 should be well. He is on the hot seat just because of not. But they won't make a change during the season. But right. I'm sure they're going to be if they don't make the playoffs. There's going to be conversations after the season about uh, moving forward. What's going to be the best decision for them if keeping Brandon Staley or going with an offensive minded coach or or what those are. But I I, I do think that there is uh, that seat is. Um, there are going to be questions after the season if they don't make the playoffs. Hmm. So, Fernando, we saw Justin Herbert miss on a couple of big throws, one in particular that yep. stands out, Keenan Allen wide open up the left sideline. He just threw the ball over his head. I mean, there were a couple of yeah. others where he just wasn't in sync. But, yeah, it seemed as though there was far more of a – a, a choice, a concerted effort to throw the ball as opposed to run it. And I know the Dallas defense, they do pride themselves on stuffing the run. Yes. What impact, though, has Kellen Moore made as the new OC? Well, I mean, yeah, and, and I think with those throws, I just think the Cowboys were hitting Justin so much that at one point I think he, he might have gotten flustered a little bit. I mean, that doesn't take away from who he is as a quarterback and what he means to this franchise, but – at the same time, you could tell he was a little bit flustered. He was under duress a lot during this game. I think uh, by halftime, I think it was 45 or 50 percent of the snaps that he had taken or dropbacks that he had had, he had been under pressure. So he was hit like I think it was eight or nine times. So and that's not counting the runs that he had. But um, but. Going back to your, what was your question again? I'm well, so it's sorry. about just, Kellen Moore. It's okay, Kellen Moore oh, and the Kellen impact. Moore. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. So, Kellen Moore, uh, what, what has really kind of happened with the Chargers is, and, and I'm leaning more towards what they do in the, in the second half of games, the Chargers were one of the worst teams in the NFL last year. They, they went nine, nine games straight without scoring a, uh, a third-quarter touchdown. And in the fourth quarter, they, were, they, were, they would get out to big leads and they would lose them. That's what happened last year. This year, they're kind of maintaining their scoring – almost consistently in every single quarter. 
I know they're they're fifth in the NFL, I think, in fourth quarter and second half scoring. So that's really improved. Last year, I think they were like eighth. I think they were like twenty eighth in second half scoring. So he's really improved uh, a lot of the things that the Chargers have done. The only thing is, besides that first game of the season, the running game hasn't really been made an impact. And I guess that's going right. to take some time with Austin Eckler easing in and and everything. So, uh, but the running game it's it suffer. It hasn't been good. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's been positive what he's done. It's just they just need to kind of step up, uh, especially late in games. I mean, against the the Miami Dolphins, um, late in that game, Big Fangio dialed up a lot of pressure at the end of that game, and uh, it really ruined a comeback that the Chargers could have had. Uh, same thing happened tonight, and it, it's just been one of those things where, uh, yes, Kellen Moore has been a positive, but there's also little wrinkles here and there. Where you see some of some things that you're kind of like, oh, like, what? Why? Why was this play like in Tennessee? Though that last, uh, the last red zone opportunity that they had at the end of the game, there were some questionable calls, some questionable decisions being made, and then on the final in overtime when they first got the ball, there were some questionable uh, play calling there as well. So, uh, just yeah, there's a lot of positives, but there's also some negatives if we're being completely honest about uh, some questionable things more about uh, Kellen Moore uh, as the offense coordinator. But, yes, he has been better than what Joe Lombardi was for these guys last year. But there are still some question marks uh, when it comes to Kellen Moore. Fernando, I feel badly for the woman who is holding up the sign that you <laughs> tweeted, flew from Canada for Eckler's return and a game ball, because <laughs> neither one of those went according to plan. <laughs> No, no, and honestly, I, I felt bad for her as well. The other, the other sign that I don't know if you saw my other tweet, Lance Bass, with I think the sign of the night. To be <laughs> honest, uh, I don't know if you saw that, but he's like not Taylor. He held up a sign that said not Taylor Swift. So <laughs> I thought that was uh, hilarious. I thought that was such a good. I knew he was waiting for that one too. So I thought that was hilarious that he pulled out that sign and, and said not Taylor Swift. So uh, yeah, there were some uh, there were some interesting signs out there uh, tonight, especially the lady on ESPN. <laughs> oh my I guess gosh, was going crazy for the Chargers. Yeah, I was like, she must have made a huge. Like I don't know if you saw the when Colorado lost that game on Friday when they lost that twenty five point twenty nine point lead. There was a guy crying in the stands. I'm like, he made a bet, and <laughs> that, he he got he is gonna be sleeping under the freeway in a cardboard box. Because of the bet that he made, and and I think this girl must have had a huge bet on this game too, because she was celebrating like she was on the prices right. To be honest, <laughs> she definitely was very intense and very engaged. Uh, speaking yeah. of not Taylor Swift, what are the chances that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are still a thing when the Chiefs are in Los Angeles coming up on January seventh? So it's the very last week of the regular season. What do you think? Are they still a thing? Does she show up in L.A.? Amy, you're trying to get the Swifties to come after me, really. <laughs> uh, uh, I think the business transaction will still be a thing by the time they come out to L.A. I'm, oh, you're uh, not I'm buying sure. that it's real? You're not buying the holding uh, hands and the showing up on SNL? There happens to be cameras involved every single time there's a affection and everything. So I don't know. I don't know. Hey. New Heights podcast, the the they've gone up in ratings. He's on every other. Hey, have you ever seen a non-quarterback be in so many commercials on TV? <laughs> 
I'm asking you. If I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm not just you that, but, you know, he and his brother were at the Phillies game. And so they were on TV <laughs> at the Phillies game, too. I mean, I'm telling you, like, they're, they're really taking their life to new heights. I think that's I think they foresaw this and they're like, you know what? Let's call it new heights. Like, let's take this to a whole like they're taking their life to a whole new level. With this, but uh, but hey, I'm I'm no one to ju- I'm I'm single. I'm no I'm no one to judge anybody else's relationship. I'm happy for both of them if they're <laughs> if they love each other. Congratulations to both of you. But I'm pretty sure there'll still be a thing, and I think in L.A. I think she'll be present if she doesn't have a tour. Because you know what's funny? I checked. Will she be in Kansas City next week? No, she will be in Miami because she has you a concert checked. in Miami. Nice. Yeah, I checked. I checked. I was like, I wonder if Taylor Swift because. I have a podcast as well, so I checked, and I'm like, I wonder, my co-host is like, why don't you check to see if Taylor Swift is going to be there? And I'm like, no, nah, she's not going to be there. She'll be in Miami. So, uh, But I think <laughs> she will make her way out to L.A. for uh, for that game. If there's still a thing, I- I'm pretty sure she'll make her way out, and I'm pretty sure we won't be talking about was there more Chiefs or Charger fans. We'll be talking about was there more Swifties or NFL fans at that game. <laughs> Interesting cuz I'm not sure how much she needs the pub, but as you point out, the NFL's gotten a lot of extra pub for it as have the Kelseys and certainly the Chiefs. They're selling more gear because now Swifties yeah. are are buying Chiefs gear, which is kind of funny. Yeah, all right. Hey, so, man, we will see. Can you imagine if if Swifties are the reason why there's no more turf in the NFL? <laughs> Of course. Let's let's put that all on Taylor and see what else she can get changed. Absolutely. Exactly. I like, like it. Hey, can you can you get the, the the some of this hitting, some of these things? Can you get that solved too, Taylor? Like Yeah, the they, roughing they, the passer. Can you get them to lay yeah. off on roughing the passer calls? <laughs> exactly. Like can you can you can you help us out? And while you're at it, I mean if you if you have a job for some of us, like we're hey, yeah, we'll take a oh, job. I mean, if you need them. <laughs> Shameless self promotion for Fernando Ramirez. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Real F Ramirez, and he's none worse for the wear after getting pulled over when he was supposed to be on the radio last hour. Uh, we appreciate his humor too. Chargers reporter for Sporting Tribune, and clearly is not uh, opposed to Taylor Swift making an appearance at SoFi come the opportunity. All right, Fernando, we're glad you're safe. Thank you so much for a couple of minutes. Thank you, Amy. Have a great, uh, great, or uh, great. It, whatever. Good morning. Yes. And, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I appreciate <laughs> you having me on. Thank you so much. Of course. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> that is kind of a funny question, right? Uh, since the Chiefs don't play in L.A. until the very end of the regular season, uh, will Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey still be a thing? I don't know. I just feel like she's not getting a whole lot of benefit out of it if it's if it's fake. She doesn't need the pub. Her movie opened up to the tune of, gosh, was it 75 million uh, in opening weekend just here in the United States. So I don't think she's hurting for pub. I can't imagine what benefits she gets out of it. So I hope that the Kelsey brothers and the NFL are, are not just using her for her hype train, if you will. Build the beast. All right. On Twitter, A Law Radio. You can vote for TD of the Week on our show Twitter or my Twitter, and then also on our Facebook page. Uh, you all are very kind uh, to care about my dog, who right now is finally sleeping next to my little station here at the super secret home base. But boy, she is at, well, we both had a very stressful Monday. It was a manic Monday to be sure. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS sports radio. You are listening to the after hours podcast. 
Here on After Hours, we like you as much as you like us. We have been jammed with phone calls tonight. Welcome to After Hours. Good morning, Amy. First of all, I just want to tell you, a woman with sports, oh my goodness. What a pleasure it is uh, to talk to you. I tell you, whenever I can sleep during the night, I turn CBS radio on. This program tonight is probably one of the best thing I've ever, ever heard. I'm literally sitting in my vehicle just listening, and I'm like, why have I not been living life listening to Amy's show more? Awesome. I feel like I'm robbing myself. You're part of the club now. And there we go. Totally won me over. I listened last night. I heard two great reasons. And then tonight, it got up to like 7 and 10. And I was like, she's on fire. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. I'm glad we can keep you company. Amy's taking your calls at 855-212-4CBS. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I am hosting the show from my satellite super-secret home base. For the first time since 2021, and I know I'm the aberration, I don't actually enjoy working from home. It's way out of my comfort zone, and we do take the show on the road now and then. It's just not my preferred form of hosting, and people say to me all the time, why don't you like working from home? Well, it's partly because I can't see producer Jay. I can't control my own microphone, for heaven's sakes. I have no access to the equipment. But also, it's my living room, as opposed to being a broadcast quality million, multi-million dollar studio. Like, it's just, well, I mean, the computers are from 1995, so at least I have an upgrade here with my home laptop. (laughs) Um, And I guess the chairs also uh, are ones that I can rely on here at my house as opposed to the chairs that we are frequently testing out and, and a little bit cautious of in studio. There are drawbacks uh, to working in studio like the commute, which I hate. But 
for the most part, it's a much better product and show when I'm in studio with the producer as opposed to being here at the satellite. But it was a necessity. I didn't find out. In, well, I didn't ask the bosses until later in the afternoon if I could host the show from home. I happened to have some equipment with me uh, for some interviews we'd done recently with players and, and uh, some others that, that we had to catch up with during the daytime, a couple of broadcasters. So if you missed it, I suppose I could put the microphone down next to the sleeping dog who is at my feet. She's snoring now. Oh, okay. I see how you are. This dog woke me up in the afternoon, early afternoon. So I woke up out of a stupor and realized that she was in some major pain. Wasn't able to get back to sleep. Got on the, got on the phone with the vet. They don't have an appointment until Wednesday that, that I can get in ordered then I go crazy on my phone jam on Amazon trying to order a collar so she can't lick and bite at her hot spots I get some spray it's actually going to be delivered overnight so I'm waiting for the Amazon truck like any I don't know any second now the Amazon truck could arrive at my doorstep which is a little creepy but whatever a little bit. so <laughs> it's not like I'm gonna invite him in he's just gonna have to leave the package on the doorstep but yeah Penny deals with some allergies I think a lot of dogs do but she's never really had issues with hot spots this one is really bad it is I mean I, I use the the size earlier of like a couple double quarters like next to each other it's about that size maybe even bigger and she will not let me touch it uh, she flinches every time I get near it it's it's on her hip uh, her left hip and she will not let me touch it Earlier, I was trying to comb the matted hair before I realized what was happening, and she was trying to run from me, and I tried to put some some Neosporin on the, the spot just to ease her pain. It's burning up, too. It's really hot, but... Like she won't really let me near it and I don't want to hurt her. So a couple of times I put medicine on it, but I'm trying to be careful of it. And the worst part today for her is I, I'm assuming she couldn't get comfortable because no joke for three, four hours this afternoon, the dog paced and panted and circled. She just kept circling around and around the house. So I was trying to get stuff done. I'm in the kitchen. Then I'm on the bike and, you know, trying to get ready for work and watch football and baseball and everything else. And the dog is, she refuses to settle. And she would sit down for a couple of minutes and then she would get up and she would move around again. And I think now she's just completely exhausted because she's not moving. Let me, let me, let me make sure she's breathing. Hold on. Oh, yes. Jay, she's snoring away. I don't think you can hear her like you could hear sugar earlier, but she is snoring away. So that's good. But I couldn't leave her because I didn't want her to make the hotspot worse. And it's it's some obvious pain that she's in. The vet tells me that dogs and cats, a lot of animals, but dogs and cats as domestic animals have a very high pain tolerance. They don't feel the pain that the way that humans do. But she was clearly in pain today. Uh, poor thing. So I've never drugged the dog. I've <laughs> I've never given her. I mean, she's on meds, but I've never given her anything to sleep, anything like that. Um, so I just I don't feel comfortable because she's an older dog. She's a month away from being 14. But yeah, this this is something new that I've not dealt with in the past. So we will be going to the doctor on Wednesday. But between now and then, there'll be a collar should show up anytime and sh she's going to kill me, Jay. She's never worn a collar before. A couple times back when she was younger, I put her in a thunder shirt. For those of you who have dogs, it's 
almost like swaddling your dog, but with the feet sticking out, you know, you're supposed to wrap her up real tight with this, this uh, almost like a vest. And so she had this thunder shirt on that's supposed to keep her feeling a little safer. It, it worked a little bit. I wouldn't say it worked great. And she hated wearing it. She would just stand there and stare at me like she was miserable, but I've never put a collar on her before. Have you ever put a collar on Moose? Uh, he really only when he goes uh, on a walk is when he puts it on. When he's in the house, I, we usually take it off. Or at least no, when no, I no, see not, it on him. I'm sorry, not that kind of a collar. One of those like big collars that prevents them from like turning their heads. Yes. And yeah, so something you would see like a, a cone or there's these. Okay, you know when you go on a long airplane flight, you sometimes take those pillows that go around your neck. Yeah, so we had. So that's what it's like. Yeah, he had something on, like he had like some sort of cut or something on his arm or his leg that he was biting at a few years ago, and we had to put uh, the cone around him. But he hated it, like he hated yes. it so much. Yeah. Um. So we actually went on went on Amazon and got him like this more like a donut looking kind of thing. It was yeah, that's co- what it is. Right. It's like a collar. It's it's called a collar. Yeah, but a little yes. more comfortable, not a cone, and like he still hated it, but it wasn't as bad. He was able to like kind of sleep and just more relax with it more on. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, had to be done. <laughs> yeah, she's she's uh, not going to be happy, but somebody's got to sleep. She's sleeping now, so I'm going to try to get the sleep later. Yeah, uh, your guess is clearly people on social media haven't yet heard why I'm working from the super secret home base. Chuck's guess is it's a Star Wars marathon and you don't want to miss any of it. That's a good guess, <laughs> but I'm here, so that can't be it. <laughs> True, because Jay is now turned into an epic Star Wars nerd. Let's see, Alan, cars out of gas and you're helping the environment. No, that is definitely not the case. Uh, nor will I ever use an electric car unless I am forced to by law. Nor will I ever uh, use a use a self-driving car. Not a self, that's dumb. A self-propelled vehicle. What are they called? A non-driving car? I don't know. Automatic driving? Automatic. I yeah, know. I have no idea, but I'll never use one of those either unless I am compelled by law, in which case I I don't know. I may break the law. What? I never break the law. <laughs> All right. So coming up, we've got still another baseball game to get to. Uh, speaking of dogs, I haven't yet told you the cupcake story from the weekend where my best friend who's making cupcakes for the wedding apparently has a dog who really likes baked goods. Yep. So <laughs> I still have more stories, but we'll try to we'll try to get to those and get them uh, so that they're you're not getting all stories and no sports. Some of you get very cranky, like very cranky when that happens. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio on Twitter, a Law Radio on our Facebook page. Witness protect. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. That's where I am. The super secret home base. They don't know that I'm doing my radio show. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Valdez back to the set. And he comes home, and Grossman swings it to Tapper out toward the mound. Valdez bobbles the ball, throws to first, and throws it away down the right field line. Into score is Simeon. Seeger around third being held up. Grossman goes all the way to second, and the Rangers lead one to nothing in the top of the first. They're back at second and short, and he lines one to right on the first pitch. It's a base hit. One run is home, and Grossman will stop at third, and the Rangers lead it 2 to nothing. 1-0 pitch, and that's lined to left field. Brantley coming on and over, can't get it, base hit. Another run is home as Grossman crosses the plate. Adoli stops at second. It's 3-0 Texas in the first. Pitch to low, and a ground ball through the left side. It's a base hit. Garcia tearing around third. He's heading home. Here's the throw by Brantley. It is cut off, and it's 4-0 Rangers as Nathaniel Lowe delivers his third RBI of the postseason. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Similar to the Phillies jumping all over the Diamondbacks in the first inning of the first game of the NLCS, the Rangers, they've done it again. This time with four runs to silence or at least mute the crowd at Minute Maid Park in Houston for game two. Now remember, this was a quicker turnaround. They played early in the afternoon, 3.30, Minute Maid Park time, Houston time, and actually 3.30, Arlington time as well. And then Jonah Heim added a home run in the third. And Jordan Alvarez had a pair of home runs in this game. Um, They also got a solo shot from Alex Bregman. So there was some activity for the Astros. But when it came to um, that quick start, it was the Rangers who have continued to use that same formula. And now, as they continue on through this playoff run, the formula is working. Because they have not lost. They have not lost seven for seven. They're seven and zero. Oh. And I I know that it was a little more of a I, I don't even know if I'd call it nail biting, nerve wracking. I'm not sure I would I would say that. But I do think it's impressive the way that the Rangers did beat back a couple of challenges. Uh one in particular, Nathan Avaldi who was the starter for the Rangers, with bases loaded and nobody out. That was the challenge that he faced mid-game. Two balls, two strikes. The pitch. He struck him out swinging, got him to chase a curve that was way off the plate outside. One and two the count on Altuve. And here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out on a splitter. So down goes Altuve. Ivaldi has struck out two in a row with the bases loaded. And now it is up to Bregman with the Astros playing with the bonus out afforded them by the Josh Young error. Here's the pitch. Swing and a bouncing ball left side. Young cuts it off. Throws to first. Got him. And Evaldi gets out of the jam. How about that? They had the bases loaded and nobody out. And Evaldi escapes. 
No runs, two hits, an error. They leave him loaded. And after five, it's still five to two Texas. A lot of the guys in the dugout were saying, you know, how loud it was in the stadium. And, like, to me, you get that tunnel vision, that extra focus, and you kind of block everything out. And I feel like in those big moments, you got to bear down and be able to make big pitches. That's what we've been playing 162 games for us to get prepared for this moment. So I think we're just going out there playing baseball and enjoying the moment. Um, If we can go out there and have fun and just play ball, then we're going to be just fine. That's the battery for the Texas Rangers, and Evaldi is now 3-0 and in this postseason. So think about that. At the front end of this rotation, we've seen Jordan Montgomery, and we've seen Nathan Evaldi. And these two guys, of course, started their careers, played the majority of their careers in other cities for other franchises, but have found a home now with the Rangers and are pitching some of the best baseball of their careers. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Glad to have you with us. Rangers, again, have not lost yet in this postseason, now have a 2-0 lead on their hated, I don't know if you can call them rivals anymore, but uh, their hated in-state opponent. First time they've ever faced off in the postseason. And like I said, the Rangers using this formula for the most part of jumping on the opposing pitcher early and often. And while the Astros did come back again with a couple of home runs from Alvarez and one from Bregman, I never really felt like the ending was in doubt. Maybe that's me. I'm sure there were some Rangers fans who were getting a little bit nervous, but I just love the command. I love the focus, and they're built for this. I know this particular group of guys, this franchise has not been to a championship series since 2011, but if you think about some of the experience and some of the veterans that they brought in from other places, Corey Seager being one, right? Marcus Simeon being another. Uh, We know Max Scherzer is about to start game three, going to Arlington and starting game three now that he's on the active roster and he's available for the ALCS. We'll see what he brings to the table, but he's a Cy Young winner as well as a World Series champion. Uh, So it's, it's, a bunch of transplants. It's a bunch of guys from elsewhere. Collectively, there's a lot of experience. Collectively, you've got a manager who's got three World Series rings and Bruce Bochy. I mean, they do have that ability to focus and to draw on that experience and, and to understand uh, how to perform the pressure of the big moments. We'd love for you to find us on Twitter after our CBS vote for our TD of the week. I know that was an abrupt change from baseball to football. Also on our Facebook page, uh, you all are cracking me up. I'm not kidding. Penny is, after I talked about her, I guess she missed all of it. She's snoring so loudly next to my chair. You might be able to hear her on the radio. (laughs) The things that we do for our furry loved ones uh, and... Also, you guys have uh, you've gone off the deep end in some of your guesses as to why I would be working from home. I hope now that you have heard the story. It, it wasn't my dog who went after the baked goods on Saturday. No, actually, my best friend, I was in Atlanta. And she and I were doing a cupcake tasting on Saturday. And we'd been baking all day. We started very scientific uh, process that we were going through jay we had a scale we had a control group we had notes we took photos oh yeah we were being very scientific and serious yeah we were well as the valedictorian and salutatorian of our high school class we felt as though we needed to apply the education i see so so no joke i have i have photos i have notes we were taste testing very deliberately 
Uh, we started out with a particular formula, but we kind of added on the different layers and the different elements to see how they they would taste step by step. Anyway, so we get through, we start, we tasted our first cupcakes at 11 o'clock in the morning. We didn't finish tasting cupcakes until 11 o'clock at night, but I will say multiple times cleanse the palate <laughs> and also multiple times uh, we took breaks, right? Where we were either baking or we were cleaning up or whatever else. We went to get some food. So we decided we would not make dinner. We made lunch. We decided we would not make dinner. We would just go grab some takeout Jay, I kidding, I'm not kidding you. We were gone for maybe 10 minutes, really close to Stephanie's house. She had left the cupcakes out on the counter, but not like sitting at the edge of the counter. And we come back. Now, her dog mostly was in the crate. This is her crazy younger dog, mostly in the crate. We come back and there are six cupcakes missing. Six, Six cupcakes missing. The dog had apparently had a feast. She had no idea that her dog, Daisy, liked baked goods, had never shown any indication that she wanted cookies or anything sweet like that. Six cupcakes. We go over to the living room couch. There, there are crumbs all over the couch. Like the dog had actually taken the cupcakes off of the counter over to the couch and then posted up on the couch and had a feast. It had a plan when you guys left. Yeah, no joke. So anyway, we had to start all over again and rebake that particular batch of cupcakes <laughs> because we weren't sure how many she licked or whether or not the other ones were safe. So yeah, dogs. My life ruled by dogs. <laughs> it's after our CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.